0: I want to first of all, folks, uh, explain what's going on, why that happened. Um, I, um, I was—I have Telegram, one of the things that I kind of monitor while we're we're on the air. If if, if we're on a Telegram, it means we're on the air. <laughs> um, I don't have the ability. I do actually, but I don't want to take the bandwidth up to look at other channels on this computer over here. So, um, anyway. So I forgot to turn the sound down, and when I do that, it's 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 in my ears, and you probably hear it too. As a matter of fact. So, and if you don't, I, I, I wasn't getting messages from Mars, and I wasn't, you know, or anything like that. So we're good. And Now I want to thank. I, I get keep getting letters from people, um, saying thank you, uh, and and saying that they enjoyed the show, and and I'm I'm so glad to get those letters. I really am because, um, it's nice to know that you're, not affecting people but you're you you fellowship I'm basically fellowshipping with you right now although we're separated from miles or thousands of miles or whatever and by time um, we're separated by that in many cases but um, you know everybody always says that when they write you know it's such an easy show to watch we love it you know it's you know we're not getting yelled at and we're not being treated like we're morons you know that's one of the thing that bothered me about some of these shows uh, you go to them and you're, you're, it's like they're trying to explain something to a, uh, a six year old child. <laughs> you know, it's, no, it's it's not that hard. But, but, you know, six year old children are pretty, um, pretty with it. You know, they, you can tell them stuff and, and pretty easily uh, convince them or, or tell them what you're saying and, and they'll understand it. Anyway, um, so thank you if if you felt that way if you felt like one guy said or one woman i can't remember said hey you know it's like you're sitting in our living with, room with us talking with us i think that was freemare actually that said that and uh bye fry hi freemare <laughs> uh, if you're watching i know you will eventually so i'll just say hi maybe you'll need that hi in a couple of days you know um or whatever but um anyway Uh, so what's going on is what's going on folks. And, um, you know, I want to encourage some people because (laughs) I'm, you know, I'll get to this this subject eventually and I apologize, but there's a lot of people out there that have been listening to, um, this QAnon stuff. Uh, and I have to, I listen to it periodically and, and we're constantly promised, oh, it's going to be next week. Trump's coming back next week. And then. Oh, well, no, it's going to be two weeks, and no, and now it's going to be next month, and then all of a sudden it jumps back to the, hey, it's going to be tomorrow, then it's going to be Friday, and, and things like that. And, man, I'll tell you, after a few of those, you know, you, you start wondering if it's ever going to happen, and I don't know. You know, I've got no inside information. I don't know anybody important or anything like that that, that knows about this, but um, all I can say, folks, is when it happens, it happens, Okay. And I'm even going to go out and stretch here and say if it happens, it happens. Okay. Something has got to happen soon, or this republic is going to be gone forever. It's probably going to be one of the shortest takeovers of a republic or or a country, any kind of country, uh, ever ever in history, you know, but um, unless something's done. And uh, whether it's going to be Trump or somebody else or whatever, but... um, you know, I've got some friends. I got one friend in particular that's uh, really bothered bothered about it. He um, he's like, yeah, it's got to be pretty soon or never. And I don't know the the United States has always been a last minute thing, you know. It's uh, or even after the fact thing, <laughs> place. Um, you know, like we didn't we knew that World War II was going to happen. That we knew the Japanese were going to attack us, but we did nothing until after it happened. Then we got into the fray, okay. Um, World War One. I'm sure they knew that the Germans were going to sink the Lusitania. They probably had intel to that effect. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking the way things usually go, but they did nothing, and then uh, we got embroiled in World War Two, or one, excuse me. Um, you know, so <laughs> it's it's, and I, this used to tick me off about work too. You know, even being a nurse, my boss has never thought about preventive medicine in, in any situation. And, you know, you could see things coming a mile away, you know. <laughs> oh, those stairs are dangerous. They get better get fixed. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it sooner or later, you know. And then the only reason they get fixed is because so-and-so, you know, the stairs broke when they walked on them and they fell over and, you know, uh, somebody got hurt. They broke some bones or something. You know, it always happens that way each and every time. And um, I'm tired of it, frankly. You know, let's fix things before they break. You know, let's let's get proactive before we have to get proactive. You know, let's start preventing things. Uh, in medicine, let's start making cures instead of uh, things that treat the symptoms of whatever a person has. You know, and you know darn well they have these these cures out there. You know, if they can. In- if they can imagine to invent a vaccine in just a few months, they can fix something over a period of ten years. Uh, you know, when we were kids, you know, they we constantly on TV, there was UNICEF, then there was the March of Dimes for muscular dystrophy. Um, and then Jerry Lewis started to come on for, for different things and I can't remember what he was on for right now, but um Danny Thomas was another one. They'd have telethons and, and everything else. And and, and granted, those are, are, are good things to donate to, okay but you gotta start asking yourself after donating for 20 or 30 years, you know, hey, I'm not the only person that's given $10 or $20 a month. You know, there's, there are probably other people and and the money that's going into this, you know, you think that they, they could pay some researcher to fix it instead of just treating the symptoms. So um, even in life, folks, let's treat the symptoms. I mean, no, ah, let's cure the ill instead of treating the symptoms. See, maybe that's a human thing because that—that that was probably a Freudian slip, and um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I was going against something that I was preaching on. <laughs> it was—it was bizarre. Anyway, um, so uh, where are we going tonight, folks? We're going to Mars, okay? Not—not not literally. We're—we're going to go there um, allegorically. We're going to go there theoretically. Um, we're gonna—we're gonna philosophize it about all this mars talk okay um but before you get to mars and and the and the the defining factor maybe is the way to put it um we have to even question did we go to the moon okay now we're i'm getting into this big battle about the moon you know um you know what kind of bug lives on the moon a lunatic you know it's that was a joke from a long time ago folks sorry um But anyway, uh, so there's this, um, this muddy thing that we've been in for the last what? 50 years, right? Yeah. 50 years, 50 plus years now. And, um, did we go to the moon? Okay. Um, and that's what I didn't get. There's a video out there, folks. Um, oh goodness. You know, it's, it's, terrible when you think about these things after the fact you know but um, if you want to I'll tell you what I'll do when I play this one video I'll try to download um, what I was looking for and then maybe we can uh, because it's something very very important that we need to listen to but what I'm going to do is while I'm waiting for that I'm going to talk to you and then um, hopefully uh, I can uh, find this file and now, ladies, you know, I'm a man here, so it's uh, us uh, being able to do two things at once or is pretty well hard to swallow. <laughs> you know, it's um, so I'll ask you to forgive me ahead of time. I just want to have this. Um, okay, let's uh, buzz Aldrin moon. <laughs> okay, let's see if it comes up now. Oh, yeah, there it is. So let me download this real quick because this is uh integral. I mean, if if you want testimony, um, wow, okay, if you want testimony of whether something happened or not, you talk to somebody that's been there, right? So let me, uh oh, goodness gracious, this is a process here, um. It always is a process let's see copy and then i've got a program that rips these things from the internet okay that was already on based come on baby here we go download okay all right so that's download oh it downloaded okay so what i think i'm going to do here if uh, if you have- be so um, kind to permit me just a second here um let's see downloads okay now let's go here um queued scheduled settings you can always find these things when you're not looking for them oh completed there we go i'm going to take this i'm going to hit uh show in folder and then i'm going to i might as well let you know what i'm doing that way you, you can walk along with me in doing this so um here it is uh, let's copy it and put it up in this obscure little corner up on my screen and you know it's not going to stay there right it never goes where you want it to go especially if you have windows 11 oh my goodness it's um it's a mystery wrapped around a riddle okay so how was your uh weekend folks it um i'm assuming you had a pretty good weekend <laughs> i'm i'm having a pretty good time <laughs> trying to look for the stupid file um okay I'm not going to waste much more time on this. I don't think it's a waste of time. But, you know, you guys got better things to do than watching me fumble around on a computer looking for a a file that I downloaded and and not having it here. But, like I said, you know, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, and, uh, nami. I can't find this thing. Well, let's see, what's this? Um... And trying to watch this right now, it's not going to be an easy thing to do. Mars on Earth. Okay, now I've got that. How Eli? Nope. Okay. Well, my my uh, thousands of apologies, folks. I am um, with with this stupid um, Windows 11. Um, and there's got to be a way to fix this. But when you download something and you try to put it on your screen it's uh it's the only thing that I don't like about it now a lot of you might argue, oh well you know it's an invasion of privacy and and stuff like that and if it was something that was real important i would I would certainly worry about it but um i uh years ago um I was trying to talk to somebody about something it was a relative I can't remember who it was but um and we were talking about um Releasing information to the those that might use that information against us and um, oh There it is. I found it. I'll be darned Buzz Aldrin. So just look for that. Okay, so let me get back here And I'm gonna upload a fire real quick. It shouldn't take very long Because uh thankfully okay, all right, there we go open yay <laughs> Yes Thank you, Lord God, King of Israel. Okay, that'll be up in a minute, and then I won't have to worry about it anymore, and I can go on with my life and uh, and your lives and everything else. So, okay, it is uploaded. So good. So let me do a little spiel about this, and then we'll go ahead and continue uh, continue on with our uh, our or th- I will continue on with the discussion. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me so um yeah so you got to start asking did we really go to the moon okay and being a patriot american um probably from the day i was born uh up until right this very second and up until my death uh whenever that is um or or the rapture that would be nice uh that would be wonderful actually especially if it was in the middle of this broadcast all of a sudden poof i'm gone you know and then uh Hopefully, all of you would be gone, too, but there probably will be some that will remain. Um, but, uh, okay, so, uh, did, did we go? Now, I was a 10-year-old boy when this all supposedly happened, okay? I remember um, it was on the East Coast. Those of you who lived on the West Coast had an advantage to watch this and uh, because you were three hours... Um, earlier than we were and you got to actually be coherent and awake when this happened because i remember i think it was at 11 or 12 11 o'clock or midnight when they when they came out of the limb supposedly and and but aldrin uh issued those words uh, allegedly and um so yeah i was a little boy 10 years old and um uh, so from 10 years on i you know i was under the assumption yeah we went to the moon and stuff and nobody dared questioned it you know it's like hey, good old American technology, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're never, never always ever going to beat us, you know, and boy, when you get into that framework, that mind work, you know, you got to really be careful, because <laughs> um, it talks, there's a scripture in, um, somewhere in, in the Bible, I think it's in the Old Testament, or the Tanakh, I should say, and, um, where it says that uh, when God knocked the people down, there there wasn't uh, humbleness. It was we're going to rebuild and we'll rebuild it better, you know. And that that happened after the the twin towers were uh, knocked down, <clears throat> and um, not a good attitude to have when you're being judged, you know. Of course, if you don't believe in God, you don't believe you're being judged, and, and you just carry on and you you exult against your enemies and uh, and fight them and win and or try to win anyway and anyway I'm rambling on that's not good excuse me folks Um, so um, did we go to the moon okay now I want to play a couple of videos for you okay we have to establish the fact that if we went we went if we didn't we didn't now who would know we went well Buzz Aldrin he's I think well Michael Collins is alive but he's he was up in the, the command module the whole time so he never was on the moon Uh, But he played a very important part. I mean, without him, they would have never got back, okay? Or never got there, maybe, too. So, um, anyway, so Buzz Aldrin's really the only one alive. Um, Neil Armstrong died, I think, probably about, man, 10, 15 years ago. Can't remember. Um, But uh, so Neil Armstrong would be the only living proof that we went or we didn't go, okay? Now... How do I put this? I don't want to malign the man because he is a good man. He was uh, one heck of an officer in the military, and um, but uh, <clears throat> he, um, like many many military uh, personnel, like to drink. Okay, I think that kind of helps them get through some of the things they've seen, and it's therapy for them. Uh, but sometimes the therapy turns into an addiction, and and what do you have but an alcoholic. Or if it's drug use, uh, you know, a heroin junkie or whatever. But anyway, um, I've read and you'll see from this video that it appears that maybe Aldrin had a couple of drinks before he was asked this question by this little girl. And um, But one thing that's nice about liquor, if there's anything that's nice about it, is when people drink it, they, a lot of times they tend to tell the truth. They reveal things that have been hidden up in the mind and in the heart and they, because they it's a it's a depressant it depresses the uh, central nervous system but it also um causes people to kind of deal with themselves uh, if you've ever been around it drunk you know uh i'm so sorry one of the things you always hear is i'm so sorry i'm so sorry you know and and uh you know when i was younger i, I went to bars and stuff like that but um and that's what you hear is you hear people lamenting either about their spouse their wife uh their husband um the their job they just lost or something like that um uh, very few people go into a bar to celebrate i mean it happens but um mostly it's to uh to get rid of sadness and, and grief and and make it go away for just for a little while um and i'm not condoning drinking okay by any means i i think it's a sin myself but uh uh in moderation i think it's it's okay but um when you when you drink to make things go away there are there are there are other ways to handle that so anyway in this uh film or this this brief video that we're going to watch a little girl asked buzz armstrong armstrong buzz armstrong boy do i got (laughs) okay neil armstrong's dead david he's gone got it okay um buzz aldrin and i should remember this guy he's from new jersey for goodness sakes you know i see that, that gives them an elevation right there in my, my esteem, but um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but uh, so she asked them uh, why we haven't been back to the moon. And I'll, I'll let the video explain it to you better, okay? Um, let's see if I can show this with this other thing being down here. Okay, Zoe, favorite.
1: What is your favorite thing about space? Go in there, go in there. Why has nobody been to the moon in such a long time? <laughs> that's not a, an
2: eight-year-old's question.
0: <laughs>
2: that's my question. I want to know, but I think I know. Because we didn't go there, and and that's the way it happened. And And if it didn't happen, it's nice to know why it didn't happen so in the future if we want to keep doing something
1: we need to know why something stopped
0: in the past that we wanted to keep it going there you go you heard it out of the man's own lips they never went Um, now you got to remember one of the reasons, probably, why if he's if he has been drinking here, it sure appears that way to me. Anyway, I'm no authority, but haven't been around people like that a lot in my life. I <coughs> excuse me, I can pretty well assure you that <coughs> from his mannerisms and his almost slurred speech that he had, he, t- he took a couple in before he went into this interview. Um, so uh, you could when. <laughs> Let me put it this way, if if you deceive the American public and, and the world for that matter, saying that you went to the moon and you really didn't go, uh if you have a conscience at all, I mean even a small one, um it's gonna eat at it. And especially after fifty years, your conscience has been eaten at so much. Now remember that if they didn't go and he was involved in this, he was um let me let me uh backtrack here. The whole thing is that they thought that they were going to do this dramatization uh, and you'll find out from the next video, uh, on the premise that when it really did happen, they, they would go. Okay. So when they were kind of inno- innocently duped into believing that they were going at a later time and that in mind that it would make it a lot easier to do for them anyway. <clears throat> but that promise was broken if it was ever made. Um, and, um, and they end up, end up going out, You know, okay, so it's perpetuated as a fact, whereas it was just a storyline that was videotaped or filmed, I should say, back then. Um, and uh, being that, uh, you're sworn to secrecy, first of all. And um, I've heard from more sources that said that Buzz and, uh, and the other two, uh, Neil Armstrong and Michael Collins, were basically sworn to secrecy and that if you ever say anything about this, you know, your children or your wife are going to disappear or be seriously harmed and <clears throat> and, and things like that. Now, it's interesting that Buzz's um I think Buzz's wife has passed on and uh, his son, he had a son. Uh, the son has grown um, probably in his 40s by now, I would think, if not more. And because uh, Buzz has got to be in his what? Mid to late 70s? I would say. Anyway, um, so the the fact that something might happen to his wife, well, she's not around anymore, and the son is, uh probably taken up an identity. I think that, you know, he, he's, he hasn't been on TV talking about anything. Let's put it that way. And you think that they would search him out and ask him about stuff. But anyway, uh, either that or they would say, you know, we tried to hunt down uh, Buzz Alter's son, and we couldn't find him, or we found him, and he didn't want to speak with us. But you never hear anything about that. At least I have it, and I I tend to watch things like this. But um, anyway, so he pretty well now, aside from himself being taken out, which, you know, if he's in his late 70s and he's maybe got some disease or something that we don't know about, um, maybe a pickled liver, who knows. Uh, But if that's the case, then he can speak freely, and, you know, it's like, (laughs) uh, you know, to the to the powers that be you know yeah big deal you take me out I've gotten a story out and I'm gonna cause people the question whether you really we really went or not because we didn't um, so anyway that was I thought that was quite interesting there's another um, segment of that where somebody else is asking them questions but I couldn't find that but that was that was enough for me <laughs> anyway, there's no way that you can say that um He's talking about something else or it's an allegory or something like that. No, that was definitely the moon landing and we didn't go. Okay. So um, now if it was filmed here on Earth, there had to be a producer. There had to be somebody that directed the whole thing, right? Well, there was. His name was Stanley Kubrick. And you might remember the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey. He was the one that made that movie um there are other movies that he did and he'll talk about them or they'll talk about them in this uh this little clip we're going to watch but um he comes out and he's toward the end of his life and he um uh, and you're going well he died 15 years ago how come how long it took this long well he made the people that are filming him here promise not to release it for 15 years that way he'd be gone for sure because <clears throat> supposedly he was dying from something here and um uh, you know his wife would be gone and uh and his other uh his children would be gone, and things like that so um again he 's another one that would have nothing to lose, okay, especially if it was let out the news was let out fifteen years later so I want to go ahead and play this maybe we can discuss it a little bit and then uh, there's another video that talks about well and then i got um i want to show you guys um something that I found um i it's really weird because they have these ideas. Gee, I wonder if if this was faked, and if it was where, and I don't know. The Lord must endow me with the right words to use, or something on Google, or on uh, I don't use Google that much anymore, but on Duck Duck Go, and um, and bam, it comes right up. So it's 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 like you know, Lord saying, look here, Yahweh's saying, look here, um, you'll find something, and I do, and bam, there it is. So and all the credit goes to Him, of course, right? So let's watch this video. It's an interview with Stanley Kubrick. Now, if you're like me, don't get mad, okay? If you're like me, you're going to see the interviewer kind of bossing him around, you know? Now, here you have one of the greatest filmmakers in the entire universe in the history of film, and some younger guy is asking him questions and kind of telling him, no, I want you to do it this way, I want you to do it that way. Think this way, think that. I'm sure that Stanley Kubrick issued those same words to the people that during his movies um, I think he What did he do The Shining he also did um, uh, a couple of other horror films and uh, anyway I'm, I'm reminiscing here so anyway let's watch this video and uh, don't get mad at the interviewer I mean if you do you do but uh, I'm not the kind of person to, to sit there and watch um, somebody uh, badgering a, a dying old man okay so Let's go ahead and watch this. I think it's about uh, 10 minutes long, and uh, and then we'll go from there, okay? Because we've got lots to talk about.
2: Uh, on the conversations, everybody, just mouth.
0: This is Stanley Kubrick, I think that
2: uh, if the reigning powers had any great respect for good pictures or the people who could make them, that this respect was probably very well tempered by uh, the somewhat uh, cynical observation that uh, poor and mediocre pictures might just as well prove successful as their pictures of higher value. I was going to say, like, why not CNN or... But who cares? White right? Is it about a future movie or something coming out or... No. Okay.
1: It's not about any movie. It's not about the movies I've made in the past. It's a confession of sorts.
2: Okay. I mean, about you cheated on your wife? You no. plagiarized? I would never do that, no. You eyes something? It's
1: about a movie I made that nobody is aware of, even though they've seen it.
2: Is that intriguing?
1: Do I have you intrigued?
2: Well, I mean, see if I understand what you said. It's about a movie you made, no one knows you made. Is that what you said?
1: I perpetrated a huge fraud, which I am now about to detail. Okay. Involving the United States government and NASA. All right. And I'm sure you've heard the rumors.
2: The moon the moon landing hopes?
1: That's right. That the moon landing was fake. The the moon land moon landings all were fake. <laughs> and I was the person who filmed it.
2: You're serious and Okay.
1: I'm serious, You're, I'm dead serious. The uh, conspiracy theorists were right on this on this occasion. Why? I don't know about Paul McCartney's death, but this they were right about. It.
2: Okay why in god's name would i don't know what they ask you first why the hell if you're telling the truth why would you do it why are you telling me i mean what the? don't you
1: think it's important for people to know the truth
2: yeah i guess yes certainly they had
1: a, a, a massive fraud an unparalleled perpetrated fraud. against them they should know
2: okay um i mean I, they're
1: already suspicious of the government they may as well have their suspicions confirmed okay Justified.
2: And this, why now? I mean, we're almost at the thirty-year anniversary. Uh, What, what took so long? Why you, why? why, If this is true, I'll go
1: into that. It has to do with personal. Okay. Uh, uh, evolution and influences.
2: And well, I'll go into. Is that why you look a little haggard right now? Because you look a little worn. No offense. Like
1: well, also yeah, because I haven't been taking care of myself too well. I've been drinking a lot, but.
2: Is that because of the stress of this? Is of course,
1: it... stress, guilt, just conflict of all kinds.
2: Wow. I mean, so you, you, you feel bad about this clearly. I mean, this is not... I
1: do feel bad about it. I also feel proud of it. It's a terrible conflict.
2: Cause you've pulled off one of the greatest hoaxes ever because of and your...
1: because I made a film, if you want to call it a film which I consider to be my masterpiece.
2: And you can't take credit or even talk about it as a, as well, a, I'm hereby, well, you are now. i
1: hereby taking credit for it.
2: Right. right. But you can't actually go out. You're doing When people see but this, no it'll be, you'll be dead until 10 years. Right. Back, or 15. Back yeah. Back after my death. So you can't talk to Roger Ebert about it. Yeah. You know, does that frustrate you?
1: I have to pay the consequences for the decision that I made many years ago to go along with this.
2: Like a deal with the devil.
1: It's Faustian to be sure.
2: Because and is that why you got such power in Hollywood? I mean that would explain that.
1: Why I have the freedom I have, that was part of it, yes.
2: So they 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 said do this moon thing and we'll when give I, you when
1: I made Spartacus I didn't have this kind of freedom. Right. But I have it now.
2: So, what came and first, NASA, the genius or the fraud? What's is doing? Well, what came first, the genius or the fraud? I mean, did the fraud enable the genius or was the genius released well, I'd like the fraud? I
1: think the genius came first. Right. But some frauds are hard to bypass, especially if you have an ego and you're an artist and you, you're presented with a challenge, the likes of which you've never seen and will probably never see again. You don't even think of the morality of it. You're just completely swept swept away by the flattery of it and the juices inside you, which make you want to do it, as the the artist you are innately. You don't think of anything else.
2: But tell me about the making of it. So, was it difficult? I mean. <laughs> Committing the greatest fraud—what uh, you want to call it—I'm not saying I it's a. Okay, a lot I, about that. At the time. I know, so I'm not making moral judgment, but making this huge, ambitious, technical, faux landing—was it harder than 2001? Was it very difficult? I mean, what was the experience like? Artistically, practically, emotionally—what was Nothing it like? Nothing was for you?
1: harder than 2001.
2: So, that, 2001 was harder than faking the moon landing.
1: It actually was because
2: you learned things on 2001, and
1: yes, I mean, 2001 was very ambitious and that's not to say that faking the moon landing was not ambitious but uh yeah i learned things making 2001 which is why i got this gig in the first place right
2: right right that makes sense so um, so what was the, but the it was, it
1: was easy for me because um well first of all i didn't think a whole lot about the morality of it as i said if i had i might have been uh more uh hesitant more stifled in my work, but I didn't. And I, I could see that, that Neil was, actually. He was bothered by
2: it. More than Buzz Aldrin or anyone else? about Yes. You. Okay. Yes. About because in a
1: way, what? everything was going to center around him. He was the one who was supposed to come down off the ladder and announce the, the step for mankind. One small step for man. One and what have you uh he sensed that, that this was going to be a life-changing experience for him and i mean on a major scale uh actually he was uh he was rather tortured by it the rest of his life
2: really i mean is that why you think of interviews yeah, and-, and,
1: ex- and 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 in, in fact uh that actually began to affect my own perception of it watching what what happened to him
2: okay in what way just seeing the deterioration of him and i mean was he depressed or
1: he was depressed he was uh drinking heavily um bitter scared uh just phobic avoiding people uh
2: and that guy Bart Sibrel or something tried to get him to swear in a it Bible. Me. I,
1: mean, I mean, when I say it affected me, that's why there was so much time in between films for me. Between
3: uh, uh, F- Full, you, Full yeah. Metal
1: Jacket and, well, between uh, uh, The Shining and Full Metal Jacket was about six years. Between Full Metal Jacket and Eyes Wide Shut is 13 years. Yeah. And a lot of that time was spent just...
2: Like just emotionally processing. Yes, it,
1: it became very conflicting for me. I was proud of my work, but at the same time, and this was a lot due to, a lot because of Neil's influence. Not consciously, he didn't do this to me consciously, but I spent a lot of time with him, and each time I did, I became more and more bothered, troubled by my own participation in this.
2: Okay. What would he say? I mean, what what did he explain the source of his depression? He was on the
1: verge of tears. He did not cry. I won't say he cried, but he was on the verge of tears so many times because of what he did. I mean... What he participated in. It's almost as if he thought up the idea, you know?
2: Right. He felt that guilt. He
1: was almost used, really. Okay. But he's the one who felt the guilt. I'm sure NASA did not feel
2: that much guilt. And, I mean, why did he go up, I wonder? I wonder why, because they promised him a seat in three years when they figured it out. They kept lying about it being possible. So why do you think he did it? Why did Armstrong do it in the first sorry place? Me, he, he thought, they kept saying, we'll be ready in three years and you'll go then. Just lie now and we'll go in three years. The funding will keep going and we'll we'll figure this out and you'll go.
1: Oh, actually done. Right, okay. yeah,
2: and okay. they but they were lying, you know, yeah. and, that, and then he figured it out and he got really, you know, so cynical, got it? So, so why did Armstrong go? I mean, He was such a moral, principled man. If he, why would he go on a fake moon mission? I don't believe that.
1: <laughs> well, they strung him along because they led him to believe, oh, don't worry, we're going to have the money in a few years and we'll actually go and then you will go. They'll have, of
2: course, you mean they'll, they'll have, have the technology money. in a few years? Yes. Okay.
1: They will have enough, they will, yes, they will be able to uh, actually perform a miracle. Of going to the moon. And yes, he would be in the saddle.
2: So in otherwise, okay, let's make this clear. Kennedy set a deadline, psychological deadline of the 60s. They knew they couldn't beat it.
1: Right. They could be They are if they did.
2: Right. And if they did, you're saying they sincerely thought that they would really get there within a few years.
1: I believe, yes, they did think so.
2: Because that's what they, well, I mean, that's. Although
1: some didn't. There was a, a difference of opinion. There were some that just believed, honestly, that we will never be able to get there. There's just no chance.
2: That Werner and I used to like have coffee in the mornings, and he was like, that, "You know, there, uh, there's no fucking way." Like, isn't, like you know, even Werner von. Braun. All right, all right, all right. So go. You got that? Some people didn't believe that you could go. You well, mean? Werner
1: von Braun, of course, didn't. Think Are,
2: so the director didn't think so. The
1: man was just too brilliant. He knew that we couldn't do it.
2: <laughs> Are you? So okay, I'm talking about a guy working for, on two lost causes, the Nazism and and and, and you know the the, the quest for the moon. I mean, he really did, and he didn't tell them. I mean, did he ever tell them? Did he tell NASA? Like, did he tell the president? We can't go. I mean, I mean, he must have, he must have been broke the news.
1: He was very old, of course, at the time, and right. a lot of people just dismissed him. Younger, more ambitious people. Some of them really thought we could get there.
2: Right
1: or wanted to believe it. Maybe on a conscious level they knew we couldn't, but they just wanted to believe the impossible because they were so full of themselves
2: and so full of the dream.
1: Yes. The dream the dream was very powerful.
2: And that's what beguiled Armstrong here, the noble stand-up guy, and he didn't want to be part of the lie, but he he knew he'd get a seat if he played ball on when when they actually
1: did go up. He was too good but, for this.
2: But that day never came, obviously.
1: That day never came.
2: And what did that do to him? I mean,
1: it gradually destroyed him, I think. Okay. He deteriorated. Um, yeah, like I said, he, he, he drank a lot. He was full of self-recrimination. And so was I. Well, mainly from his influence. I, I almost, it's like I, I caught it okay. from him.
2: And now I'll tell a story about, uh, I talked to him one last time before his death. And he made me promise to get this news out. It was too great. It was you know this yeah, one last story. I, I
1: died before he
2: did. Okay, one last conversation that it, that uh, right? The last conversation you had was about three months ago, and he said that you know one uh, you know that he he record, like he's going to write a letter and, and put it in a drawer and maybe his wife someday will give it out, but He's like, or telling right, you you know you're a media guy. You got to tell the truth one day. You know right before he urged me to tell the truth you know he knew no, he couldn't because of reasons that that because he was a government employee his whole life and he had a government pension and here i'm a millionaire like you know you, you can afford to stanley tell the truth you know i still get a government pension you know you know what i'm saying and and, and that's been eating on you to do this and that's why you're not doing it now you're doing it 15 years from now yeah you know, or whenever like you know what you're telling us that's why you're not announcing it on cnn it's because you're going to honor his wish but you're not ready for it now to come out. But this is, you're doing this Why for Why
1: putting it off, because I think I'll be Because deaf- you don't want
2: your family, you, you want to be dead, right, right, right. and you want your family to have 15 years on it. Your wife will probably be dead, and your kid will be grown. Right. You want distance from your legacy from this truth. That's it. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. The director Stanley Kubrick, one of film's greatest yet most controversial figures, died today. He was 70.
3: Why has nobody been to the moon
1: in such a long time? That's not an
2: eight-year-old's question. (laughs) That's my question. I want to know, but I think I know because we didn't go there, and and that's the way it happened.
0: What did you think about that, folks, huh? It wasn't as full of an interview as I thought it was going to be, but um, it was pretty good. Basically, Stanley Kubrick said, I shot the video, we faked the moon landing, and and I feel bad about this. I feel guilty, you know. How many of you, I'm raising my hand, have plunged into something that you knew you shouldn't have done, and said, oh, well, you know... uh, I don't know that figure it out later. <laughs> you know. Um even after becoming a believer some of us you know have done that. And I mean it could be something small, it could be something gigantic. But um and of course there is always forgiveness from from Yahweh as long as we're we're truly um sorry in our hearts and and begging is forgiveness and that forgiveness came uh, on the cross to over 2000 years ago. So um I don't know if you noticed it when they showed the picture of uh uh Neil Armstrong and they, they showed a close up of his ring. That was a Masonic ring. He was a Mason. Okay. But I guess even his Masonic beliefs didn't uh keep him from feeling guilt and everything like that. So uh I don't know how he grew up uh or whatever. But um his uh <clears throat> he definitely was feeling guilty about what he did to the American people. And, you know, like, like uh, they said in the, uh, the the thing we just watched, the video. Um, man, I felt like Biden for a minute. The thing, the thing. Um, anyway, the video we just watched um, is that it almost, it sounds like they were said, okay, well, we don't have the money to go right now. Just do this, and when we do go, you'll have first crack at it. And, um, and they said, well, we, we have the money and, uh, they've, they've had NASA's had Buku bucks given to them over the years. It's, uh, it's amazing. And, uh, and you got to wonder about NASA too, because look at the names of their rocket ships. They're all named after false gods, Apollo, Mercury, um, Gemini, the twins, um, you know, it's <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, people just don't get it, you know. Um, later on with the, the um, space shuttle, at least uh, some of them were called like Challenger or, um, well, then we have Atlantis. That's another demonic idea. Um, and we can get into that. We ought to do a show about Atlantis. I think I'll talk to Brian about that. I think that would be awesome. Um I'm going to make a note of it here because I'll forget it by the time the show ends. Okay, so bear with me here. Atlantis show. Okay. There we go. Trust me, folks. You know, it's weird, and we'll get into this someday when we do chemtrails again, but um, I have met more people my age and younger who are becoming very forgetful. Okay. Now, in my 60s, I can say, well, yeah, that's part of getting older, and it is, okay? Then when you start talking to people who are in their 20s and 30s and 40s and even 50s, um, and they're saying, yeah, I forget stuff all the time. You know, it's like, okay, well, there's something going on here. So I think there's something, in maybe it's the aluminum in the chemtrails that are, it's getting inhaled and then getting into the bloodstream and getting stored up in the, the brain tissue. So, um, okay, so we watched those two videos and um i forgot what the third video is about let's watch it this is going to be a longer show than usual okay folks because after this i want to go into a little uh short but sweet slide presentation of what i did because i looked up this place okay um so and, and it is in canada <laughs> okay so let's watch this if i see this video is something that's taking us down a road that you know we really don't necessarily need to go down i'll stop it and but i think this is the one of the guy that created his own rover and this is just an ordinary run of the mill guy and uh it says uh, mars on earth so let's see no no i think this is the one of the people that actually go there they they send people there you think these people would get the idea <laughs> they send people there it's got a real rover there it's got you know and everything else it looks super real, like Mars and everything. And they go there, and why can't they put two and two together? You know, that maybe these pictures are coming from Canada and not from Mars. Okay, okay, so let's look at this here. And, uh, and if it's something that looks like it's going to go long or something, I'll just go ahead and, uh, and nix it, and we'll get back on other things. Okay, here we go.
4: The first time we arrived on Devon Island, we landed in this plane. The team was very small, we was just four people. And I was just completely taken aback by how Mars-like the whole landscape was.
2: Especially when you're flying in, it looks just like a moon base. The land is desolate.
3: We had to take seven flights to get here. It's a really tough undertaking, but it's extremely fascinating.
4: This is a place that is barren.
3: Vast, intimidating.
4: You're rambling through areas that are quite dangerous. It's isolated and remote and rocky, just like the surface of Mars is.
5: I think someday there will be humans walking on Mars, definitely.
4: My guess is that the first people who land on Mars will say something to the effect, oh, wow, this looks just like Devon Island, where we trained. My name is Pascal Lee, I'm a planetary scientist. I work with the Mars Institute and the SETI Institute. Devon Island is the world's largest uninhabited island. It's cold, dry. I call this place Mars on Earth. We find exactly the same looking canyons, valleys and gullies here. It's just very desolate and empty of everything.
2: Here, there's no road to go back to.
3: There are no streets, but there'll be street view. My name is Katya Minutenko, and I am working on all things related to Mars uh, and Google, sort of bridging the two things.
4: We have an amazing team from Google. We are adding our base camp and our surroundings to Google Street View. We're
3: going to be able to see it and welcome everybody to Mars.
0: I've been associated with Pascal ever since we began this project back in 1996. As camp manager, I'm responsible for the smooth running of camp and getting all of the equipment up and running and, and operating smoothly. So one of the first things I do when I get up in the morning is start the generators, start the water pump, and uh, sometimes I cook breakfast. All
1: right, Take in.
0: In the meantime, the people in camp are just starting to wake up.
3: Yeah, we've been getting <clears> up at 6 every morning. Steve
2: and I and John. Wake up every morning, brush your teeth, uh, give yourself a bath using baby wipes. You go to breakfast, you're constantly covered in many layers, you're wearing gloves. It is the high Arctic, so temperature's always down right around freezing. I've been helping out with the Humvees, working on those, and it's a new experience for me. <laughs>
5: I'm David North, and I'm an engineer at the NASA Langley Research Center. I'm happy to be part of the science and research that will someday lead to a younger generation landing on Mars.
0: Altitude 502 okay. feet.
5: There's something on the other side of the hill yeah, there, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So this is this green stuff yeah. there? It's very difficult to fly on Mars because the atmosphere is so thin. So the trick is to make your vehicle very light, And this vehicle is a vertical takeoff and landing vehicle. And the idea there is there are no prepared runways on Mars. So you have to land in such a way that you can land in rough terrain or or terrain that doesn't allow for rolling landings. Tipping over is definitely an issue for this aircraft. So there's one of the things we're learning about this aircraft is maybe the wheelbase needs to be a little bit bigger particularly if it's a robotic aircraft and there's no one there to fly it.
4: I bring my dog up here because he has a very specific role. We are in the Arctic. We're not at the top of the food chain. It's the polar bear that's at the top of the food chain. And so we have a dog here as part of our bear wildlife deterrent system. The hope is that my dog would be able to sniff out a bear and not attack it, but distract the bear and buy us a little more time. The science is only part one of our work. The other part is we're learning how to explore. Okay, so today we're going to Astronaut Canyon. It's spectacular and it's really very similar in morphology to what we see on Mars. It takes about two and a half hours to get there. I
3: think this could be one of our panels for the Voyager story.
4: We're
2: going to be out on an ATV ride and heading far away from the habitat and all around you, 360 degrees, you would see nothing but rocks.
4: So, the way you would explore Mars is driving your ATV wearing a spacesuit, and while you're riding, you're connected to your reserves so that they will recharge the oxygen tanks and the batteries in your backpack. Your ATV would be a self driving robot that would follow you in your exploration on foot. Why are we here? It has exactly the profile, the slopes, the topography, if you will, of some of the canyons we see on Mars.
3: I am actually collecting seven to ten panoramas to create a Voyager story.
4: It's not just spending money to build a rocket and train people and build hardware and fly to Mars with the fuel. It's the fact that this will galvanize an entire new generation of people to go into science. anywhere no one has ever stood before. This is a place that pushes us to some limit. It's a perfect place to train for Mars because it's a lot more forgiving than Mars. You can make your mistakes here so that by the time you go to Mars, you, you won't.
3: The winds are so strong. You have to be always on the lookout. So it's a little weary.
4: What we're gonna do with the rocks that we collect is to um, try to figure out what hit here. We still don't know if it was an asteroid or a comet.
3: And so what are you hoping to find?
4: So we're we're going to be looking for traces of an extraterrestrial signature. So for example, rare earth elements.
3: Oh my gosh, stunning. I don't think I'll ever look at the rock the same way.
2: It's a desire to know more and to delve into our past and, and delve into our future. I think it matters for new people looking into either planetary geology or engineering.
3: Studying space and astronomy opens up your mind. It's almost like traveling. You understand so much more about the physics that's around you in your everyday life.
4: So this is one of the first generation concept suits for Mars. To go to Mars, you have to have a good spacesuit. And right now, we do not have a spacesuit that is going to be able to work on Mars. You cannot hop around with a spacesuit that heavy. And so part of what we're doing here is to find ways to reduce the mass of our future spacesuit for Mars.
3: It's heavy, a little surreal. It really feels like you're somewhere else. I can't believe I'm wearing one.
4: I don't find Devon pleasant in spite of how often I come here. I don't come here because I somehow relish the discomfort that we have here. You know, I am cold. You know, I miss my family. But somehow this place has a dimension to it that makes me think that hey this is all worth it this is so close to making it happen
5: <laughs> oh, <look at> this. <laughs> this is awesome.
3: i hope you see the images of it and you really want to go there There's so many stories where Street Views encouraged or moved people or inspired people to do something extraordinary. And even if one person gets more interested in studying other planets by just looking at Street View, I'll be really happy.
2: It's part of our nature. I think we always have the yearning to explore.
5: I think when we think about going to other planets or colonizing them, we tend to think, why would you want to go there? It's cold, it's rough. Well, that's the same thing the people in the old world said 400 years ago. But maybe a thousand years from now, when people have colonized Mars, they'll think, well, this is normal. You know, this is, I live on Mars. So what?
0: Okay, that was nice. Nice little story. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you. Uh, okay. If you were to take those pictures they were showing of the Pamarana, minus the clouds, of course, um, and you were to add a red hinge to it, or hue, tinge, tinge or hue, excuse me, not hinge. I don't know. <laughs> you would um, probably uh, have pictures of Mars, okay? <laughs> Um, they didn't show the rover there, which I thought was interesting because there is one there and I'll show you where it is. Um, <clears throat> it, uh, they, um, it didn't show a lot of things that, uh, you're going to see here in a minute. Um, I, I got onto Google Earth one day, like I said, and I, I managed to find this place, um, using the coordinates that I, I got off of one of the websites that I was looking at. And, uh. It still wasn't easy to find because uh, you think that being the only little outpost on a whole deserted island uh, and a desert island at that, because it is a like a an arctic desert, um, it would be easy to find, but it wasn't. Now, what I didn't wasn't able to get, or I just didn't have time to get uh, down, kind of um, southwest of the area you're going to see. There's um, an array of uh, satellite dishes, or two two satellite dishes. And it looks like a little bit of a, a tent, or some, for somebody to live in, or you know, a, a workshop or something for when people go there. So um, there is that, and it looked like the dishes were pointing south and uh, south and west, which would be perfect for picking up satellites. So <laughs> anyway. Um, <clears throat> So I'm gonna go ahead and share this page now, okay? And then um, and then go through it with you. And uh, this is the first time I've ever done this with this program. <clears throat> so I apologize for any faux pas that happened during, uh, during watching it, okay? So, all right, here we go. We're there, okay? You're looking at big, beautiful Earth. And let's see, I wanna to go to that page. La 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 la. Okay. There it is. I do. No. Hold on, folks. I just got to find where I'm at here. <laughs> it was right there. Huh? Did it disappear on me? Okay. Okay. There it is. Google Earth. Okay. So that's that picture, and then this is Google Earth. Okay, see, okay, I have, I am in control. Okay, so here you have the North American continent, okay, and then we're going to go quite a ways north, so we're kind of going to leave the U.S. right there. And uh, just for verifications, you got British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, uh, Quebec, and... Um, You can just see the name Newfoundland over there if you want to go check it out. There it is. Newfoundland, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia. Hey, Maine, what's that doing down there? (laughs) Anyway. Um, Okay. So you see our little blue dot there, right? I happened to put that there so I can find where we were going because every time I didn't put it there, I'd have to search all over again for it. It wasn't easy. Okay. So. And you can see Greenland there so and then the Arctic uh, the North Pole is up here somewhere so and um, if you look at the coordinates yeah okay they're live um we're at 76 degrees north now true north or the very top of the earth is 90 degrees Um, so it's uh, 14 just 14 degrees away from uh, the actual north um, axis pole and and 89 degrees uh, west um, I know here we're at 122 or something like that here in Oregon. So, um, anyway, I don't know what it would be due north of. Uh, I don't know. I don't have time to speculate about things like that. I can get off on a whole rabbit trail like that. <laughs> don't want to do that. Okay, so let's zoom in a little more, and you can see that we're getting closer. And And I don't like it when it does this, but it does it okay all right Boy, I'm glad I'm not planning on landing there from space or something using this, this Google map okay so we're getting closer and closer and this must have been done in the middle of summer or toward the end of summer because there's no or very little snow here at all okay so and look at the landscape folks we'll get in a little closer Man, there's nothing there. If I was going to pick a place that might look like Mars, I noticed a lot of times they said it looks just like Mars. Well, have you been there? (laughs) If you haven't been there, you can't say that. Um, If you're looking at somebody else's pictures, which can be doctored, um, then you're deceived. So until you are there with your camera taking pictures of it, or you can somehow get a view from from a probe that's uh, there, if there was one there um then that's another story but um anyway so we'll go back here remember they were talking about that um astronauts canyon that's right here i hope you can see my cursor but it's kind of like um to the right and up a little bit of uh of the mars lander camp um okay so let's get a little closer and you can see you know here, here's an actually here's an old crater folks and you know i'm a young earth guy so i don't believe that this crater is uh millions of years old i i think it probably happened before the flood and then got filled in during the flood and but uh you know i wasn't there so i can't say <laughs> that'd be my best guess so all right so we're going to get a little closer and man the landscape is really starting to look otherworldly isn't it okay so we're getting leaving a little closer and you saw this brock if you, you probably didn't note it but this rock was uh or tower or whatever it is was there so we're starting to see that there's a habitation here the only habitation on the whole island that is and you can see that there's several tents remember they were showing the tents i think that their video was um pre uh pre this uh, how am i saying uh before they they actually built all this so um I know I have Mars Lander there. It's not actually right there, so please um, don't pay attention to that. Um, but you got tents and tents all around, probably labs and everything else. Okay, I can imagine this being the outhouse. Um, it's a very important structure on Mars. If you <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, you might have laughed with that if you didn't. Uh, it's just a private joke I have with myself okay um and then there's another structure out here and you can tell these are three-dimensional because they're leaving shadows from the sunlight okay and if it was a cgi it's a darn good one but i don't think it is okay so let's go up a little bit and let's go oh boy where'd it go ah there it is okay it's a ways from the camp so maybe these people didn't even see it you know because if this is a road that's leading out this ridge here is going to prevent them from seeing down there all right so let's uh, get in a little closer and this is the if, if this was Mars this would be the thing that brought the rover down okay I know they saying that it came down on a parachute well this whole thing came down on a parachute and if you look at that um, first of all they're showing if you look at the actual ship entering the atmosphere of Mars and supposedly anyway but um, and you look around, you, you'll see that they they use a drogue chute and then a regular chute, which to me would be way too small because if the atmosphere on Mars is as thin as they say it is, then, you know, you would need a, a, a much wider chute to get down there without crashing, right? Doesn't that make sense to you? Uh, unless they, you know, have an afterburner, but I don't see, it showed in the video the they using a rocket to help land, but I don't see any indication of that here okay you would see like uh, almost like in a star pattern blow out from from underneath the ship and it's not here because they brought this in maybe by truck or whatever and dropped it off but um this here i don't know what that is that looks like it's uh maybe a refueling station maybe it's uh maybe it goes and plugs in there at night or something i don't know i know it's got solar panels on it and generates some electricity but um So anyway, that is the view of the station that they have up in Canada. Okay. All right. Now, I didn't, for some reason, this program will not allow me to just show pictures. And it's really disturbing. But um, anyway, (laughs) I wanted to be able to show pictures because if you look at some of the pictures they're showing you of Mars, the sky is blue. Okay, there's no way the sky would be blue on Mars, okay? A lot of the pictures from Mars show a Kind of like a uh, filtered effect from and they say it's from the Sun going through all the dust and stuff on Mars Which is a good explanation explanation, but it could also be this uh, That they have windstorms here and that it, it kicks up a lot of stuff and then they just use a red filter I took a picture, or actually I didn't take a picture, um, but I, I got a picture from online and I took it and, you know, of course the, the soil around it had a red tinge, Um it looks like they drilled a borehole to get a sample, and I would say the hole is probably maybe two inches in diameter, yeah, maybe four, I don't know, but, um, and uh, you know, when you dig a hole that way it always leaves dirt kind of like in a like a volcano shape conical and um, so you know the dirt looked red because the rest of the picture looked red like on Photoshop which I I really like it's one of my favorite programs in the entire universe and um, and I took it and I um, I took the redness out of it and when I took the redness out of it it left brown just like if it was in that picture okay (laughs) just like it was in that picture and uh, and the dirt was uh, that was foaming the cone of the the hole um, was also brown. It wasn't red. Okay, so you can do a lot with a red filter. Okay, and I guess people do. And I mean, if it's what they're doing here, that's what's um, definitely what's done. But um, anyway, uh, let's see. So you can kind of get an idea again of what the topography looks like there. And, you know, this is a perfect setup because, oh, if you don't want to show the water, if this is Mars, right? Um, but you can say, well, you know, this is an ancient riverbed that was left on Mars from when there was water on Mars. And, boy, you could convince a lot of people. I'd believe it if I knew better. Um, and, uh, oops, you can't go that far east because it shows green. Well, you know, it'll just show a deeper color red if you were to put red in there. Um so the, the blue sky is one tip that's tipped me off. They forgot to use the red filter or something on it. And, um, <clears throat> or on those pictures, I should say, not it, those pictures. And um, and if you take the red out, it looks <laughs> same color as this right here. Exactly the same color. So, okay, so you got a little red there. That's showing more that, you know, they can use it for Mars. Maybe that's why they picked it. They saw the topography and that there was a lot of red in the soil. Okay, and that just shows me that there's it's iron-rich, you know. Uh, oh, can't show the snow. But under red, it probably looks like something else. Um, and they've shown some anomalies on Mars, too. Let me get out of this thing. I think we're done here uh stop sharing okay so it should go back to me and it does i think here we go so now i can enlarge this and and get out of it or there we go that's better so uh <laughs> it's funny before i got on my wife goes why don't you clean up that area behind you it's a mess and she was right i cleaned it it's a lot I know this doesn't look like clean to you, but those are all books that I've read or need to read. And book, uh, well, you know, I just hung it there because there was no other place to put it right now. And um, anyway, so guys, listen to your wives. They know a lot of stuff that we don't know or we refuse to acknowledge. So, um, I, okay, so I said that something I wanted to say, you know? And um, so let's see, we watched that, we watched that, we watched that. Um, So my contention, folks, is that um, we didn't go to Mars. We didn't go to the moon, definitely. I mean, if the guy that filmed it back in 1969 says that he filmed it, then that's what happened. And if he gives a reasonable story, saying that they didn't have the money to go, well, I. You know they could drum up money anywhere, but they maybe they went into the pockets of a bunch of people. Maybe a young George Soros got a bunch of that money or something, or a Rockefeller or a, or a Rothschild or something. You know. Um, but uh, they could. They said that it cost what two, two two billion dollars or something for that space program to go to the moon. Um, and if they didn't go there, folks, <laughs> where did the money go? um they probably padded a lot of pockets back then and pocket books maybe too um so um okay so we didn't go to the moon and um and if they faked it and they did such a good job at faking it they're going to try to do it again you know if if something works you don't throw it out you use you wait a little while and you use it again okay um and it's all through human history they've done that you know it's uh every war has started out that way you know you don't remember the first war, but the, the scenario for the second war is exactly the same as the scenario that started the first war. But you get people's attention off of that. And you get their emotions built up on what's happening here and now, you know. And then um, they forget about the past and until they're halfway or, or so into the war. And they go, wait a minute, you know, but then by then it's too late. Too many of our guys have died. Too many di- guys on the other side have died. Um, who would probably sit down and have a meal together in a peaceful situation. Um, but because their leaders tell them that the other guy's bad, you know, you gotta go kill him. Um, uh, so anyway, so the, the whole Mars thing, I, I think I seriously, um, contend that, uh, there's not, they, they may have, may have sent things up there. Um, but that was just uh window, window, uh, dressing to. To make us believe that there's actually something there. So, my question would be Elon Musk, why are you considering going there when there's nothing there right now and when the conditions are so inhospitable? First of all, you got to get through the Van Allen build. How are you going to do that? Okay, now he looks like he's building a pretty good spaceship, it's, it looks like it's pretty uh, modern day. Um, like it has a lot of features that uh they didn't have in the ships that went or, or they were supposed to go to the moon um of course 50 years have gone by and technology is a lot more improved um but <clears throat> getting through the van ellen belt uh getting to mars without getting hit by an errant meteorite you know um i don't know i just don't see it happening but um i Evidently, Elon Musk thinks it's possible. And I just hope he has all his ducks in a row before he decides to get any further on this endeavor. You know, um, I don't think, uh, aside from machinery, I don't think that we've ever sent anything farther, any man farther than probably um, 300, 400 miles out in space. So, um, And when you're up that high, it sure seems like you're a lot higher um, than you are. But... Um, Anyway, folks, it's, uh, what are we, an hour and 17 minutes into this, and I think I've talked about everything I wanted to talk about in this regard. Um, Again, I want to plug Brian's website, Um, I'm I'm Awake, Are You? And then there's another one. I can't remember the name of that one, sorry. Um, I want to plug Ralph Epperson's stuff. Uh, Ralph has been a lot right, a lot more than he's been wrong, if he's been wrong at all. Um, online, you can get this thing. Um, Abolish the Federal Reserve. We're looking at that right now again. Uh, me and my family, and uh, because I've had, I have um, grandchildren that are interested in learning these things. Okay, it's nice having grandchildren that care, you know, about what's what's going on. And um, so anyway, we're 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 getting into that. But he's got a lot of neat stuff on there. Um, so i would I would advise uh, just uh doing a rumble not rumble um go go duck search i'm not gonna talk about rumble I mean about um Google anymore because it's uh, trying to get the truth on Google is like trying to get uh uh chicken meat off a cow <laughs> you know it's it's just not possible um so yeah, Ralph's got a lot of neat stuff too. I am going to be contacting Gordy Tong this week. I haven't talked with him in a very long time, and I wanted to see what he's up to and if he wants to come on and talk about things. Uh, Gordy's always good for, uh, for a bunch of new stuff, and it's been a while, so he's probably got a lot of new stuff to talk about. Um, <clears throat> so I'll be contacting him uh, this week and to see what he's up to and uh, what, what's going on up in Canada. Uh, lots of ways going up on going on up in Canada that we don't hear about and it's nice to have Gordy telling us about it um, and it's nice I like Gordy he's a good guy so and I just feel bad I haven't been in contact with him in such a long time so it's uh anyway so um <clears throat> again if you have spare change laying around or whatever and uh you want to donate or to give to this ministry give a gift. Um, just go to givesendgo.com and look for um, just when it doesn't. You can do a search or look for epo- opposing underscore the underscore matrix, and you should find our our donation site. And uh, anything would be appreciated. Um, I never realized that when I retire, how restricted things would uh, would become you know you look at i look at my dad and my grandparents and how they enjoyed their retirement you know and then all of a sudden it gets fast forward to to twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three and it's uh it's not what they envisioned nor is it what they experienced so uh and of course geopolitical things are different than when they were alive and stuff like that so uh if they were alive and they they saw everything that was going on they they would probably petition Yahweh to take them back home. <laughs> um, I know I would if I was them. So, anyway, folks, I'm going to go ahead and end it here. We'll be, uh, Brian and I will be back on Thursday. Um, we've yet to talk about a subject we're going to talk about, or I'll tell you about it right now. Um, there are a lot of interesting things that we've talked about. We just need to coalesce them into one thing. So, um, with that having been said, so- oh, that's what I wanted to do. Thank you, Elway. Um, it was it's with a lot of sadness. Um, let me let me explain what's going on. Um, when I was first saved, um, listening to Christian music was okay, but it didn't really fulfill me. Um, so I started listening to the Messianic music and uh, uh, groups like Cole Simka and um, and the Liberated Wailing Wall was another good one. They're the Jews for Jesus singers and. Um, but I, 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 really developed a, a liking for a group named Lamb, not the new group named Lamb, they're satanic, but the old group named Lamb, um, uh, a couple of Jewish guys out of Cleveland in that area, and, uh, they started up, oh, probably in the 70s and, um, and went quite strong for a while. Anyway, their music was, oh, excellent, and there was a guy that played guitar in there, his name was Rick. Coghill, but uh, Joel, um, Joel's mother, Joel, um, I can't remember his last name now, uh, Chernoff, Joel Chernoff's mother, nicknamed um, Rick uh, uh, Coghill, ne- Levi, <laughs> because it reminded her of, of something uh, of Levitical priests or Levitical singers or uh, around the temple. Anyway, um, so uh he was quite he was an integral part of lamb uh he was lamb along with joel chernoff and um they separated ways probably about maybe eight eight years they they were were playing music since they were young since they were both born again but they um uh, they separated ways i don't know probably in the 80s and uh uh Anyway, I I got a letter from my friend Lou today, um, and Lou informed me that um, Rick Coghill had passed on. Um, I guess he was born in 1947, and back when uh, a year before Israel was born, the nation, and the same year that the crash in uh, Roswell. So, um, not that they have anything in common, but those are two things that happened those years. anyway <clears throat> so um you know i just wanted to report if you if you listen to lamb uh, when you were younger or if you still do like i do um uh, one of the people that formed a group has passed on it's got to be with yahweh and um and you'll get to meet him someday if you haven't uh, i mean if that's your destination and um yeah it's it's going to be a good time meeting him and um and all the Christian rockers that have passed on, like Larry Norman and and others, and um, just to get together in the heavenly choir and to sing along with those people will be a, an honor and a privilege, especially. But not as much as an honor and privilege as the one that's going to be the focus of our attention. <laughs> okay, um, and should it be the focus of our attention? Attention all the time, 24/7. You know, 365. Uh, anyway that's another story and for another day another topic for another day okay folks i'm gonna go ahead and end it um and be in prayer for rick um rick's family and for the Chernoff family too because they're very close and um uh, well we'll just go ahead and end it here um uh, <clears throat> again it's always a pleasure doing this um i love you guys i really do and uh uh, I just hope and pray that everything goes fine for everybody, especially in these turbulent times where we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So let uh, Yahweh worry about the tomorrows. Let's just take care of today's, okay? Easy to say and hard to do, I know, but um, it can be done with Yahweh's help. So um, May Yahweh bless you, may he keep you, may he make His face to shine on you, His glorious face. And may He be gracious unto you. May He watch your going out and coming in. You're rising up. You're lying down. May He watch you at work. May He watch you at play. May He watch you all the time and just watch over you and put His angels over you and in Yeshua's holy name. And May He just grant you the peace that, that passes all understanding that the world cannot understand, but that He imparts upon those who love Him. So may He do this. In Yeshua's name, may you be blessed and just have a wonderful um, next couple of days until we get together again and I get to do this again. Uh, So be blessed. Uh, Yahweh be glorified. And uh, may you have a wonderful sleep tonight. In Yeshua's holy name. Amen and amen. Okay, folks, good night. See you Thursday.